This week's episode is brought to you by Eladas. This week's episode is brought to you by Eradas. Podcast equivalent of an ingrown toenail. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. Today we're going to be talking about card erratas, and what that means is uh, basically it's when Boucherode fucks up when doing an effect on a card, and then they have to go back and fix it mm-hmm. because Boucherode is infamously bad at just doing things wrong. I also wanted to talk about erratas, uh, how other card games handle them, because this is just a thing that happens in Magic Yu-Gi-Oh! and everything else in between. The reason we were like, bringing this up is uh, there was a, uh, a post that went up on Vanguardians about a week ago from the time you're hearing this, where the person posting the rant was in a, uh, a major tournament. I'll just read it for you. So, here's the whole thing. Seriously, using Queen of Heart in a regional tournament should be 100% considered cheating. I was playing against somebody who pulled off that BS on me. They made an attack, and I was like, okay, I'll sentinel this. And they're like, okay, her effect activates. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And they were like, oh, it's a misprint. Lol, didn't you, you didn't know? So, side note, uh, what he's talking about is uh, Queen of Heart is an overgrappler card that was misprinted, where the actual effect is when the opponent plays a Sentinel to guard with, she restands herself, and the other effect that's printed on the card is completely wrong. It's like a boost. With a boost, king, yeah, get, you can give it like 5,000 power or something. Yeah, so... That's what this guy is talking about, and continuing on. At this point, I call a judge and was like, yeah, this isn't legal, right? And the judge was like, yeah, we expect all players to have full knowledge of the card, so we can't let you undo your sentinel play. Of course, I'm like, how am I supposed to know about it being a freaking misprint unless I'm specifically searching for cardfight vanguard misprints on Google? The judge shrugged, and we continued at, And we continued as I had to deal with a wasted turn, a wasted sentinel, and taking two damage from a crit on his Queen of Heart BS. The worst part was that the guy was smug as a freaking rat, going, Oh yeah, man, sorry, dude. But, you know, misprints and all that. I could tell the jackass was snickering to himself, laughing at this free win he was going to get on this newbie player. Luckily, I was so pissed at him that in my incredibly salty anger, when I attacked his vanguard with Imperial Daughter with a crit, I was so annoyed that I drew a crit trigger through all my effects to my vanguard and drew another crit trigger and killed him with four damage. The guy was incredibly mad and legitimately threw down his cards and stormed off. Seriously, though, I feel like guys who abuse things like using misprinted cards to have an advantage on players that flat out don't know that it's a misprint is just as bad as people who are cheating. All right. So, so a lot to unpack here. <laughs> all right. So first things first, in a vacuum, it is not somebody's fault for using a card that is misprinted because the misprint, the original error of the misprint falls on the themselves. Yeah. When you play a card that is misprinted, it is important that you are clear with your opponent what the effect of the card is. Like, especially if your opponent reads the card and be like, wait, 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 I thought it, I think I should let you know this card has been errated. It had the wrong effect printed, and here's the correct effect. And make sure that it's clear with your opponent when you when it happens. For instance, a, ca- a card that I played a lot that had a, had a misprint was Dai Bazooka. 
So the way the card is supposed to work is that when it enters the trigger zone, if you have a Dykeiser Vanguard, it gets grade plus one, and you counter charge one, soul charge one. What the English card said was when it enters the trigger zone, if you control a Dykeiser Vanguard, or soul blast one, counter charge one. So they, they put the so I was clear with my opponent that, oh, by the way, this card has been errated, and it should soul tr- counter charge, soul charge, instead of counter charge, soul blast. But well, that's like, just my view on the topic. No, that's that's completely warranted, and I agree with you. But one thing that the guy doesn't really mention outright is that if he asked what Queen of Heart did in the first place, because that changes this entire story. If he just went, okay, guard against you know th- this seven K thing that's attacking. I mean, then, if he picked up and read the card at any point, yeah. So like, I and assume he did. Story. I hope I so. assume he did because. I feel like so if he picked up the card and read it and the opponent didn't say something, the opponent is a scumbag. Yeah. Straight up. Because it is it, it like erratas are annoying and we know that but we as the players know that. Mm-hmm. So we as the players should do our best to kind of make the game you know, make the game fair, even under the assumption that Bush Road can't do things properly. We shouldn't put all of the blame on Boucher Road for not printing cards correctly because we hold some of the blame for correct for um, ac- adequately communicating what our cards do. I'm also kind of mad at this judge in the story <clears throat> because he could have been like, did you tell the guy what the card did? And obviously the opponent could have just lied and said yes. And then... I mean, it, it doesn't matter if he asked specifically. If he just read the card and assumed yeah. that the card text was correct, and the opponent saw this, which I presume he did if he picked up his card, Yeah. then the opponent not saying anything is scummy. Straight up. Like, there's not much more to say about it. Because well, he, him asking to see the card is, effect, is asking very directly, what does the card do? Yeah, I mean, like all, this tends to happen when I'm in tournaments, is very rarely will the person go, can I read that? They go, what does that do? And then... That puts the burden of proof on you, the player, to explain what the card does. And if you're lying, mm-hmm. then that's just lying. Right. And if he's lying, then you can say, well, he told me this was the effect of the card and then said, oh, the card was, did something else before. But I presume he just read it. But he doesn't say that in his post. But it, it would be surprising to me if he just made a play with the PG and then already assuming what the card does or like assuming it just didn't matter without asking what the card did. If he at any point read the card then I think the opponent is a scumbag. Okay. So that begs the question, how did this turn into a giant meme in the space of like an hour? Because this has become like a copy pasta. I mean, I think it's just, it's kind of overly long. And kind of like, like I don't fault, like I don't fault the guy for writing it. And I think mm-hmm. uh, it is a problem. But uh, I mean, I don't know why it became a meme. Guy does make some hyperbolic statements about using eroded cards, and then yeah, smoked like, as a freaking also, rat was what stood out at me. Yeah, and <laughs> also just like, like he was so salty, he pulled a crit on the guy. Or, yeah, and that part is that card is particularly obnoxious. But um, I think he he also leaves out some key details to kind of which makes it um hard to take his side or not. It, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I'm likely to take his side in whatever this in this particular discussion, but I'm also I also can't conclusively say that, but I think I'm likely to. Yeah, but I do understand why people might make fun of this. Yeah, I or, think but, I'm with him in sentiment. I just feel like this post in particular is kind of cringeworthy. Yeah, 
the 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 way he describes the crit kind of reminds me of um so to anybody who's played Yu-Gi-Oh out there or has watched the Yu-Gi-Oh anime there is a an episode where the main character gets angry and proceeds to play this card where as long as he keeps drawing monsters he can keep attacking and the, the whole thing is he's like so angry that he just keeps throwing monsters away so he's like draw a monster that kind of thing that's basically what the crit part reminds me of I got another crit and another crit and another crit <laughs> so what's funny is that in uh, in other games the errata is like <laughs> in other games like they, they might reprint a card with the errata and I know Bushra does this sometimes where they'll like reprint the card with the correct text yeah. You can like trade in the old one. Like, do you want to do that? Like, you if remember the if it's like a collector's item or something, right? One of the first erratas in Magic: The Gathering was a card called Rook Egg, and so the original text of Rook Egg was the following: It costs three to red for a zero three creature. Summon Egg. It's from Arabian Nights, one of the first expansions in Magic. Arabian Nights is the book. Arabian Nights, the set. Okay. Yeah, it's based on the it's based on the book. Anyway, it's called Rook Egg, and this card text is: If Rook Egg goes to the graveyard, comma, a Rook, a four four red flying creature, comes into play on your side at the end of turn. Use a counter to represent Rook. Rook is treated exactly as a normal creature, except that if it leaves play, it is removed from the game entirely. So let's let's read the first line again: If Rook Egg goes to the graveyard, comma, you you make a four four flying red creature. Yeah. So what people were doing is they were just discarding it and getting a 4-4 at the end of turn. <laughs> That's cool. That's a good card. So, modern versions of the card, so after, so the errata is that if Rook Egg is sent, it goes to the graveyard from play. Oh, okay, so it has to be on the board. To... So you have to cast it and then it dies. So the modern, the very modern ones say when Rook Egg dies, create a 4-4 four, four red bird creature token with flying at the end of, at the beginning of the next end step. Mm-hmm. So this this is like one of the first errata in Magic where they were like, this is not how we want the card to work. Um, what's uh, was this in response to the card being used for you know as a discard fodder, or was it they intended well, to have it be? They intended to have it die from play. Yeah. And when people were just kind of sending it to the graveyard other ways, they decided that, oh, this is not how we meant the card to work. So they routed it to kind of fit how they wanted the card to work. Mm-hmm. This is probably one of the bigger erratas Magic has had. Um, most Magic erratas are fairly small. Um, like, some artifacts used to turn off when tapped. Uh... And they don't, none of them do that anymore. Um, some artifacts just had like small rules things that didn't make much sense, so they ratted those, or like they added creature types on cards, stuff like that. But nothing is like truly crazy. Um, there is, oh, there is one magic card I particularly like called Floral Spasm. Spasm. So the card text is it's a two so it's a two two summon Spasm first green and three. And uh, when it, whenever, if Floral Spasm attacks an opponent and is not blocked, then Floral Spasm may choose to destroy target artifact under that opponent's control and deal no damage. 
So the problem with this card is it says Floral Spasm may choose. Yeah. But it's, the Floral Spasm's the card. It can't choose anything. <laughs> so it was, that was more like a mechanical change because right. of a miswork. So, so it should be you may choose to destroy an artifact under an opponent's control and Floral Spasm deals no damage is what it should say. Makes sense. <laughs> but it's, you know, um, like small stuff like that. But people do enjoy Floral Spuzzle because the only sentient card is able to make a decision, apparently. <laughs> the joke is you attack with it, your opponent doesn't block, and you wait for a while and be like, oh, I'm waiting for Floral Spuzzle to juice. <laughs> the, um, so I'm, I'm looking at uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Wiki's uh, Errata's page because... Oh, God. Look, Yu-Gi-Oh! Errata's are wild. Yu-Gi-Oh! is the only other card game I really played in any capacity, so this is the only expertise I can bring to the table. Thank you very much. So, uh, there are, like, there are, it's split into categories. There's including or excluding cards for an archetype. So, for example, uh, a card called Summon Skull was later eroded to be part of the Archfiend archetype so that you can use your Archfiend supports with it. There's correcting mistakes, uh, exactly what it sounds like. Updating a card's flavor text doesn't matter. Simplifying a card's text, so example, uh, like in the olden days of Udio, they would say, like, offer this card as a tribute, and then Erratas would be like, tribute this card, blah blah blah, so it's uh, active voice instead of passive voice. And then, starting in like, this was like a couple years after I left, I left around 2012, um, they started doing this thing where cards that were previously uh, thought to be broken or uh, problematic for the metagame were then being released as uh, eroded. And a big example mm-hmm. of this is Crush Card Virus. So yep. uh, Crush Card Virus's original effect was you tribute a dark monster with a thousand or less attack, check all monsters on your opponent's side of the field, your opponent's hand, and all cards they draw until the uh, third turn after this activation and destroy all monsters with 1500 or more attacks so that is freaking bonkers um so this was then changed to in 2014 tribute one dark monster with a thousand or less attack your opponent takes no damage until the end of next turn also you look at your opponent's hand and all monsters they control and if you do destroy the monsters among them with 1500 or more attack then your opponent can destroy up to three monsters with 1500 or more attack from their deck so this is like so much worse. Night and day between broken and like broken Almost the way like broken and the way my mom was broken after the divorce. Like just the Please, that's not funny at all. It, it lost its spirit. You know what? I don't care. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the old old card was actually absurd, and the new card is just not. Yeah. In fact, it can. <laughs> with, with the way Yu Gi Oh is now, people would probably choose to destroy their three cards just to set up their graveyard. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, they have errated so many Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and Yu-Gi-Oh errated are so wild. And I think, so, the, kind of the reason that they're errating a lot of old, banned Yu-Gi-Oh cards is because they want those cards to see some play again. Like, these cards are fairly iconic, mm-hmm. and they just want them to be legal. But if they make them legal, they kind of have to change how the card works. So... Um, I think it's fine. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of a crazy, and I don't think any have any of these even mattered in terms of like them still being like, like any of the have any of the cards they've like re-released like mattered as far as or like unbanned mattered as far as viability 
or I don't like... not that I know of. Like, I feel like most of the erratas for Yu-Gi-Oh just made them worse. Yeah, well, to, like, like Matt said, like, they're they're trying yeah. to like nerf them, but to the point that no one would bother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, what I'm wondering is that this brings up like the whole Theseus' ship thing, where if is it still technically the same card, even if it, you know, if they change the effect to the point where it just doesn't matter anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what's a card that was like banned for absurd reasons? It's back now. I mean, Crush Card Virus is a good one, but. <laughs> Right, and you can, you can play as many as you want of those, right? Three, I think, yeah. I haven't really looked at Yu-Gi-Oh's ban <laughs> list in a long time. I think not... they updated Sangen to be less broken. I mean, Sangen yeah, was... was not even on the restricted list. Yeah, when it was from the uh, went from field to graveyard, search a monster with fifteen hundred or less attack. Um, and then so the errata is Eight? add one monster. You, but you cannot activate cards or the effects with that name for the rest of the turn, and you can only use this effect of Sangen once per turn. Mm-hmm. So they, they slowed it down. Right. And they, same with uh, all most of the other cards that they've like re-released from that era. Or yeah, from, from like the of the broken cards. Like I think Ring of Destruction is now at two, and it's just but you can't activate it if it would kill your opponent, basically. This has holy crap! This has five erratas. <laughs> five yeah. erratas. They they edited this thing five times. I'm telling you, man, Yu Gi Oh's wacky. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the original one was destroy one face up monster and inflict damage equal to the destroyed cards attacked to the life points of both you and your opponent. And then the after the you know five erratas later, it's during your opponent's turn, target one face up monster your opponent controls whose attack is less than or equal to their life points. Destroy that face-up monster, and if you do, take damage equal to its original attack, then inflict damage to your opponent equal to the damage you took. You can only activate one ring of per- that destruction per turn. Basically, you can only kill them with it if it exactly kills them. Yeah. And you have to take the damage first, so your life will has to be high enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, how does this relate to Vanguard, though? Vanguard hasn't really had any broken broken-ass thing that, that they've had to edit. Yeah, so Vanguard hasn't had any erratas on the level of Yu-Gi-Oh. Vanguard like, erratas. Vanguard awesome. has never like, Vanguard has never intentionally changed a card effect. They've only ever corrected errors with their erratas. Exactly. That's true. Um, I mean, you know, the erratas are so crazy. Like, I don't know how people keep track of all the erratas. Well, a lot of it is... I, I guess it's up to the person playing uh, the card to know what your errata is, and usually, like, mm-hmm. if you, if you're tapped in enough to the community, you'll you'll know. Or if you're at a locals, your friend will be like, hey, "That's not what the effect okay. is." So we could apply the same argument to the Vanguard. Like, so mm-hmm. is that guy's not tapped in enough with the community to know that Queen of Sword had an errata? Yeah, I guess we'll not. But, if... but I mean, that's the line we're dancing here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think understanding it from the Yu-Gi-Oh community, where erratas are very commonplace, and you need to know, you know, most of them, or you know, the ones that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, this is seen as kind of like kind of a noob thing to do is not know the erratas of cards in the game, especially cards seeing play like Queen of Sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that's another reason why it became so mimetic is that um, some communities already see this as like a very commonplace thing. I mean, also at the end of the day, people like getting angrier than the situation calls for is inherently kind of funny from a Schadenfreude-ish. I mean, I guess it, it, it's just I don't know. It's hard for me to laugh at that specific, that specifically because, like, you know, when you're competing in an event, I do understand like emotion. Yeah. See, also like, Serena Williams, where people were making fun of her, and it was like, dude, she's in the finals. Like, of course you're going to get yeah. angry. Like, I think people, it's pretty easy to call from the sidelines that people shouldn't get, you know, emotional when they're playing something that they've spent a lot of time preparing for. And I think that's very short-sighted. And, like, it's hard for me to blame the guy for feeling like yeah. he he was cheated by his opponent for his opponent not being explicit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're dancing kind of a close line talking about the Yu-Gi-Oh! in the sense that it's very important in Yu-Gi-Oh! to, you know, keep track of all these erratas. Yeah. The ones that matter. And also, and, like, these erratas are, like, way, way worse than what they've been in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, another recent example is uh, that there's an Aqua Force card that if it boosts an attack that hits at third battle or more, you can shove her in soul, draw a card, and give one of your units plus 3,000. And what Bushiro just forgot to put, and give plus 3,000. So that's yeah. an errata that kind of makes sense. Compare this to... Uh, you know, Queen of Sword, Queen of Heart. So the incorrect text for uh, Queen of Heart was boost Queen of Sword, Soul Blast, and the boost unit gets plus five. And the correct still is it's actually 7,000 power, not 8,000. And like I said, once per turn, when a Sentinel's place, stand it. And then the incorrect Queen of Sword is when it hits a Vanguard when boosted by Queen of Heart, Counter Blast, and stand a Rear Guard. And the correct still is when plays from hand, Soul Blast, and two of your units get plus 3k. If you have five or more units, it you give the two things plus 5k instead of plus 3. So, like, this isn't even close. <laughs> At all. Right. The... I think... <sighs> Go ahead. I think, um... How do I, how do I say this? Like, the erratas are bad. And really I think bad. if we're going to have a community where people like I think if you're we're gonna have a game where you just where people to, like we'll talk about the the you know wanting to get wins aspect in a second but it's just like if we're gonna be a community where people can like trust our trust our opponents to be placed tight to, you know to like play play correctly and the Yugo community is like known for not that lots of cheating lots of stacking etc I mean yeah, I mean, there are people who are kind of pillars of the community that have been banned from cheating, who are still, like, set front and center, or, like, in, so, in, so, in, some, in, in vague circles, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't want that in your community, ideally. Like, I think that's the worst of the Yu-Gi-Oh! community. I, think, I, know, I know plenty of, like, competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! players who are, like, reasonable people. But, like... I think it looks bad on the community to have that, and it makes mm-hmm. people not really want to play the game. And Vanguard, if that is a, and Vanguard being a smaller game, if they have that kind of community, is going to make the game look even less appealing. Uh, the community is not nearly as big as even Yu-Gi-Oh or Magic, and just having this culture of oh, I'm not going to tell you what my cards do even if they've been errated is not great. Which so just I think it's very important to just be clear with your opponent about what your cards do. Mm-hmm. Especially if they have an errata. 
But I mean, I, I I understand. So I shouldn't say I understand. People want free wins. It's it's kind of a joke in card game tournaments. Is like my goal is to play at least at the least amount of whatever card game as possible while maximizing my uh, my prize. Mm-hmm. Which is why you want to like draw anytime you can, or like <laughs> or, like prizes and like not work, not actually play. Yeah. <laughs> Like, let's draw into top eight. Hooray. And you can do that in Magic, but I, I don't think you can do that in Yu-Gi-Oh! And you definitely can't do do that in Vanguard. Uh, you, you can in some circumstances. Like, if there's too big of a sample you size the for the, in the last round, You can take the double loss into top eight. Mm-hmm. That feels loose, because you just play it out, and it'll be the same. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean like, I, the, the team tournament I went to where I, we were X1, but we got screwed out of top eight because they didn't. if they had, like, one more round, it would have solidified who was what. But, oh, that's because Boucher tournaments don't have enough rounds. Yep. Yeah. And they're all best that, one. That's a, that's a different story. That's, that's a different topic for a different day. But, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure we actually covered this in a previous episode because oh, I I'm talked sure about that. <laughs> I'm sure we've talked about Bushiroad's terrible tournament structure multiple times. And sure. we're going to many times in the future because this is Vanguard, goddammit. Well, like, how much prize is there in this fucking game? None from Weird. official tournaments. You get I mean, like a promo and a deck box. I don't know. It's for the it's for the glory. Or you get a <laughs> you're you get to say that. Yeah, you get a free trip to Japan if you win. Game, so you don't get a free trip to Japan. You still have to pay for a hotel, right? Oh yeah, that's right. You get half of a trip to Japan, hmm. which feels much worse. Yep. Japan's kind of expensive. And then, like, like the prizes, the prizes game is like not nearly enough to warrant that. Yeah. I look at other communities for like, like, like Legend of the Five Rings, for example, and the community is like very like friendly mm-hmm. and helpful, and people you know don't try to cheat each other. And so the prizing Vanguard is just kind of like it. It feels really silly with the pri- the prize structure the way it is to cheat in Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Like people are cheating to win a game. And because they can't take a loss, I guess. And I guess so. Pretty unfortunate. I mean, like, I, get, I get the feeling that if you're playing any kind of card game, you're at least doing it for a little bit of the, like, enjoyment of winning. Well, or any well, kind of worst for that matter. There's a worse one where they enjoy the thrill of cheating and getting away with it. Mm-hmm. This one's a real scumbags. And I just don't think we care about those people in our community. Like, if somebody's cheating, get them out. Well, especially, like, <clears throat> Vanguard is, you know, smaller than the big three of Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic. And a, a lot of it is supposed to be very beginner-friendly, and, you know, that's what Boucher seems to be fostering, is, like, a, a friendly, open atmosphere, so... Yeah, I think if this game is going to continue to flourish and survive, we do have to kind of be this, like, you know, all-American Jimmy to make sure yeah. everybody's on the up and up. Yep. Yeah. So, back to Arata's, not so much the cheating, but um, what I'm wondering is uh, there's one Arata that baffles me. And it has no, not to do with the effect of a card, but rather the appearance of a card. Oh and boy. if you listen to our 100th episode, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, and that is our good old friend Dylander. So, uh, 
Dylander is a Dimension Police card. Um, it's a grade one, 8K. Matt brought it up during the episode. If, <laughs> if your Vanguard's 30K or greater, your opponent can't intercept. Freaking cool. It's a car. But the, uh, the card we got in English was not a car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is from. This is the exact opposite of a car. This is, uh, this is a girl who appears to be shooting uh, like laser beams out of her hands. That this are is the only shaped. version of this card I'm using, by the way. What? This is the only version of this card I'm using. Uh, <laughs> of course. Why would I should refuse <laughs> to use the other version. This is now the correct version. She's um, shooting a hard beam, right? I guess so, yes. Well, she literally is. <laughs> so, this begs the question... What is this supposed like? Where is the rightful place for this girl? Does that Nobody mean that- people assume it's like an unreleased promo that they put on accident? Yeah, that's what I assume as well. Is it Dimension Police? Like, yeah, probably. Yeah, it, it follows the aesthetic of Dimension Police. It's probably just an unreleased promo for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my theory, and I mentioned this in that episode too, was that. I like the idea of it's just like a Bushiroad employee. His son likes to draw, but isn't very confident in himself, so it, it, he takes his son's drawing to work as, like, a show of love, and then it accidentally gets put in the printing machine, and they're like, wait, wasn't that supposed to be the car? Oh, fuck, we ruined the batch. Sorry. <laughs> and, but, like... And then the son is like, Dad, you put my drawing on a trading card? What did you do? You know... And then, I, they, I, they, and then they get closer as father and son and have a grand old time. I mean, what's particularly hilarious is that they kept the artist credit for the other card, right? <laughs> oh, it's the it's it says the same artist, but it's clearly not. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just delicious. <laughs> so whoever drew this other card is probably kind of upset for that too. Yeah, oh, I bet. Honestly, Bushiro needs to fire whoever, whatever printing company they're using right now, because Jesus Christ, these printing errors have just gotten worse and worse recently. Mm-hmm. Like they've always had some problems, but they were usually just like it still completely changed the effect of the card sometimes. But usually, it was still something minor that you know, if you just told someone, they could probably reasonably believe you. you like like the thing with Daibazuka with matt was saying mm. the, the soul blast and soul charge yeah. logos are you know vaguely yeah. close looking to each other just different colors like that's explainable this and is... also like a mistake they've made a lot in the past is like whenever you got to search for a grade three or some other card it would usually be a grade three of that card <laughs> so like there was a starter serrated Draco kid where you could like counter blast one, put it to soul, search for a grade three or a blaze unit, and then in English they printed it as a grade three blaze unit. Yeah, see, but again, that that's explainable. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. Just... They also made that mistake like three times, but <laughs> you're right. They do have to fire this printing company. I feel like that this is this is the like. This is the moment with George Costanza in the office with the cleaning lady. Yeah. Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? You're fired. Well, but also, like, the, those two weren't all, even the only promos they messed up. Like, there was a promo in June where the 
the actual skill is like when an attack it boosts the hits, you can soul blast one and return to your hand, and then it got printed as put it into your soul, give one of your units five k, and then if something was retired that turn, give it ten k instead. That's better. Like, that's that's just better. <laughs> yeah, but. Like, these errors are just completely crazy. Like, they're making up entirely new skills at this point. I still want, I still think there are, like, unreleased promos out there that didn't make it past testing or something like that. Mm-hmm. What testing? What am I saying? So, yay, yeah, the, the Arteratas are quite... Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! has had some Arteratas that uh, remove questionable imagery. Boobs, blood, blades. That's typically what gets removed. Spikes on spikes on bras, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Harpy, Harpy's armor, or whatever it was called, where it had yep. like, the spikes and the boobs, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I mean, and but, again, uh, I, I think th- that's... Fewer, 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 fewer of that. I'm not, I'm not familiar with Pokemon. I'm not, I'm not sure how many Aradas there are. I'm not sure either. Because none of us have played Pokemon, so. I mean, I played Pokemon not for, not for years, and I didn't care. Makes sense. I mean, what do, what do you think of uh, of like Konami doing that versus Vanguard being like boobs, butts? We don't care. Let's do it. Well, I guess I can come up. I guess I do know some Pokemon Aradas. Okay. So, if I recall correctly, there was an item called Pokemon Catcher. That used to just pull a Pokemon up, like a gust of wind. So it was, um, it said, um, it just said, it just said, pull a, pull a Pokemon up. But now you have to flip a coin, and you can only do it if it's heads. So they've kind of weakened some cards by adding coin flips to them. Okay, mm-hmm. so much like the Yu-Gi-Oh thing where they were doing it as a way to nerf it. Right. And lo- or, like, plus power no longer attaching to a Pokemon, for example. Okay. And there's some small bu- busts for some other cards, too. But for the most part, yeah. Like, th- there's some are been around some Pokemon to, like, kind of nerf cards in some sense. Mm-hmm. Because there's only so many items in Pokemon that do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess another question is, like, are there... Have other card games fucked up as royally as Bushiroad has been lately where like they just release a card that is completely incorrect? I mean on the on the uh the Yu-Gi-Oh! Errata page there was a fair amount of the Yeah, but like how many of those are like minor semantic things versus this is just a completely different skill? Uh let's see, correcting mistakes. Uh, they had one where it was, um, okay, no, maybe not completely different still, but it's like one where yeah. when it's changed from uh, defense to attack position, but they meant to say attack to defense position. Mm-hmm. But again, those are like understandable things. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think there's any anything that's been quite that bonkers. Yeah. I don't know. Bushiroad's QA, man. Quality control. Quality all caps. Nexus at night, QA. (laughs) 
I really just think like the big the big takeaway from this kind of discussion is that we really like just be clear up like when you when you're playing on somebody mm-hmm. whether they're new or whatever whether even if you dislike them I don't really give a shit just be clear what your cards do play a fair game I mean to, if they go what does that do answer them <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Be like oh, oh, you want to read it? Like that is not that is not you know you know that doesn't fucking help, and you that is actually absurd. And I just again we don't know this guy's specific situation. We know a good bit, and I'm leaning toward that guy. But don't be a scumbag. It's a, it's a fucking game. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. don't ruin other people's fun. Yeah. It's like. Everyone's trying to have fun, and I know that fun is like almost zero sum, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're gonna lose, you're gonna lose. Don't try to like lie about your cards to try to win a game where win a game where it just makes you look like a scumbag. Yeah, because they'll find out, and then they'll like, oh, never trust that guy again. Yep, and then they'll they'll out you on Facebook and will laugh at you. And the guy that posted it, they're extra salty. Mm, hopefully not, but that's why I kind of feel bad about making fun mm-hmm. of that guy, because that means other people won't want to share these kinds of incidents. That is yeah. true. I mean, so it kind of does negative work to kind of make fun of the guy. I mean, we we chose to leave him unnamed for a reason. Also, I couldn't find the original post. I just found like the eighth copy pasta. <laughs> right. Because I remember seeing the post when it first came up, and I was like, "Huh, that's weird." And then I went back in on Vanguardians because of whatever notification. And then I saw it, like, three more times, and I'm like, okay, this is clearly something that's happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then we decided to make an episode on it, and here we are. Yep. Do we have anything else to say on the matter? I got nothing else. How about you guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just but, don't be an asshole. Well, that's too hard. Don't be an asshole. Erratas are, you know, up to the player with the card, I think, to know. Yeah, like, yeah, like, you should be honest, and if someone doesn't know that there's an errata, just help them out. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. All right. So then, uh, find us on Twitter. (laughs) Why did I forget what we do every week? That was fun. Uh, Find us on Twitter at Nexus at Night. You can find me at Atlas Novak. Me at Wiggins, two G's, two Z's. Find me at Plasma Eclipse. Oh, and uh, to those of you who are listening to this on SoundCloud, iTunes, or YouTube, you can now find us on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. So now you, I can officially say you can find Nexus at Night wherever you get your podcasts. Finally. Yeah, Yay. I know, right? I finally... There's not another one. What? Just not on NPR One. You know what? <laughs> Should get <laughs> Ira Glass as a chest. Ira Glass got the This American Life, didn't he? He what? He got fired. Ira Glass got to This American Life. No freaking way! I didn't. I don't know. I haven't listened to This American Life in a while. I don't know. That, that's a. <laughs> that's something that we, we can talk about. Off I didn't know. That's what I thought. I heard. <laughs> Looking it up. All right. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. And I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.